All right, please turn in your Bibles tonight to the book of Hebrews, chapter 11. We may get into a, a study of a book of the Bible or a topical study very soon, but at least for tonight and maybe another week or two, we will just have some sporadic messages. And so it's no surprise when I mention Hebrews 11 that we're going to talk a little bit about faith tonight. I want to talk about how faith changes things and how faith doesn't change things. But as we get started, it's always good to to refresh ourselves a little bit on faith and what it is. By the way, we're in the faith chapter. Uh, This chapter has been called many things. This chapter of the Bible has been called the Saints Hall of Fame, the Heroes of the Faith, the Honor Roll of the Faithful, even the Westminster Abbey of Scripture. I simply like to call it the faith chapter. And so we see in verse 1 that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. When we think about that word substance, you might think a little bit about a foundation, but, but you're, you're definitely going to think of assurance when we think of that, or, or confidence, or a, a guarantee that, that comes within faith. When you think of evidence, that, that might be conviction. When we go to describe this first verse and what's being said here, to have faith is to be fully certain of the things we hope for and convinced of the things we don't see. So, so this idea of hope is not like the world's hope. This is a confident expectation that we have by faith. And faith is twofold. Faith is believing and faith is seeing, uh, is doing also. It's believing and it's action. It's possession of. That's what we find in the understanding of faith here. It's possession of a reality. Kenneth West, in his commentary, he says that faith is like a title deed. And when you have the title deed to a property, you're in possession of that property. And faith is your title deed to eternal life. We are in possession of eternal life. It's not that we shall have eternal life. We do have eternal life right now. We have the title deed by faith in Jesus Christ. We have the title deed to the promises of God. Christians already set together in heavenly places in Christ, the Bible says. It's something we already have. We're not going to possess it. We do possess it as a reality. This is where our assurance comes from. We have assurance. We have confidence. 
And it comes from the reality of the possession that we already have by faith. Faith is believing. Faith is trusting. Faith is hoping. And faith is possessing. In possession already. Possession of all that God has said and all that God is. We know Him and we trust Him. And we're in possession of all that God has said. In verse 2, it says, For by it, it being faith, for by it the elders obtained a good report. Wow. Faith pleases God. I remember hearing a sermon seven year, uh, several years ago about how faith amazes Jesus. He's amazed by our faith. God is pleased with faith. God approves faith. Anything we do by faith and anything we say by faith, God is pleased with. What a, what a great thing for you and I to keep in mind concerning faith. Faith is a must for God to approve. You might say something and you might do something without faith and it might be approved of men, but it's not going to be approved by God. It must be by faith for us to be approved by God. Verse 6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please Him, for he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. And so what we find here in this chapter is that God has honored the Old Testament saints who came to faith and lived by faith. He has made a roll of them. He has made a log or a ledger of them and the deeds they have done and that they have done them by faith. God approves of faith. He honors faith and He calls by name those who have lived by faith. Those who have turned from the world and its pleasures. Those who have sacrificed their lives based on their hope in the Messiah. So we see, as we look at the list of these Christians who have lived by faith, we see that faith changes things. Faith really changes our lives. You can't beat it. You, the, the most exciting carnal life and the temporary pleasure of sin comes nowhere near a life of faith. Nothing touches a life of faith. And it changes things. And we see in a list here, we see in verse 4 here, that Abel, by faith, Abel, he worshiped God by sacrifice and gifts and was accepted by God. His worship and what he did was accepted by faith. And then you go to verse 5 and you see Enoch. Enoch lived a pleasing life daily, Day by day, he walked with the Lord. He talked with the Lord. We don't know much about Enoch. It may be that he spent a lot of time alone with the Lord, but he walked with Him and he was translated to heaven because he pleased God and he did that not by anything of his own self or his own personality or demeanor, but by faith he did that. Consider Noah as you go down the page there. Noah probably never saw any rain. 
Noah definitely didn't see a flood. He absolutely didn't see an ark that would hold over 500 train railroad boxcars on it. And he didn't know how to build an ark. But Noah believed God. I mean, can you imagine how out there that sounded? He believed God. The Bible says Noah walked with God. Well, Noah talked with God too. How do you think Noah built that ark? He didn't know how. He talked with God. And he walked with God. And he did these things by faith. And he preached the Messiah by faith while he was building that ark. He believed God. It didn't matter who didn't listen. As a matter of fact, there weren't many converts. It was, it was his family. Praise God for that. But he believed God. And he continually, he continually by faith served God. And he acted on what he believed. And God used him because he believed. And there was the saving of his family. Faith changes things. And good things happen by faith, all right? And then you have Abraham in verse 8. And then in verse 17 on, you have Abraham who lived by faith. And Abraham went out looking for a city by faith. A city he hasn't seen yet, by the way, I believe. I believe it's that new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven. But he lived by faith. He had no permanent dwelling while he was on this earth, while he was doing the will of God and living for God. He believed that God was going to give him a child. He believed that God was going to make of him a great nation. He believed the Messiah was going to come through his lineage. He believed that God was going to make of him a father of many great nations. He believed God. He believed that God was going to do that. So therefore, when he was to take his son Isaac and to offer Isaac, he went and he was going to do that very thing until God stopped it. He figured God would stop it or that God would raise Isaac from the grave, raise him from the dead. Abraham believed God. And then we even have Sarah in there. Sarah believed God. Now, at first, Sarah stumbled, and Sarah giggled a little bit at the promise of God. But God, but God worked on her, and God brought her to faith. I mean, true, real, strong faith in what he was going to do and made a believer out of her that she was going to have a child beyond anything sensible about her having a child at her age. She believed God, and here she is in the faith chapter. By faith, Isaac and Jacob and Joseph did the will of God in relation to their family, putting factors aside, putting feelings aside, and they made their choices and they made their decisions according to the will of God, not according to any pressure around them, not according to any pressure to please anyone, but according to the will of God. By faith, Moses, one of my favorites here, he refused secular riches for suffering righteously. He could have had everything, everything that the world offers through Pharaoh, through his house, to have power, to have wealth, to have everything. But he said, no, I, I believe I will take suffering with the people of God. It takes faith to make that decision. And that decision was made by faith. And you find Moses in the faith chapter. 
You find Rahab in the faith chapter. When she was confronted with the reality of God, she believed in the true and the living God, and she immediately expressed that faith by hiding those spies. And so we have Rahab with a good report through faith. And then we go on to some. How about Gideon? How about Gideon who God called to lead an army? And he had an army he wasn't pleased with the number of. And that number reduced. His number reduced. While the enemy stayed the same. He stayed in the pocket. That number reduced again. Gideon stayed in the pocket. How did he do that? Whenever he had 300 to go up against 135,000, because he would stay in the pocket there by faith, he was encouraged by God, and he, won, and he won the battle. The sword of the Lord and of Gideon won that battle. And that was by faith. So we see why Gideon's in there. And then we have Barak, and he led an army of 10,000 against the Canaanites to win that battle. And then we, we go on. And we have Samson. Samson finished strong and the ending of his life was finally carrying out the will of God by taking out the Philistines. And so we have Samson as a hero of the faith. By faith, Jephthah saved Israel from the Ammonites. David slew a lion and slew a bear. And slew who? Goliath. David did that by faith. Goliath was taunting the army of God for 40 days. And I guess everyone in the army of God who was older than David and some stronger than David and bigger than David thought it was going to be in their own ability they were going to have to face him. But David come up and he faced him by faith. No hesitation whatsoever by faith. Because he had been practicing faith. I'm telling you, faith changes things, right? Faith is good in the life. He's, he's been practicing faith, taking care of these sheep. Somebody would say, no, that's not a cool job. I don't want to do that. I want more, Dad. But David was faithful to what he did, and then he was faithful to take care of that giant. Hero of the faith, David is. Samuel, Samuel followed the Lord from his childhood. And all through Samuel's life, he lived for the Lord in a wicked, unbelieving generation all around him. Yet Samuel believed. And Samuel lived for the Lord. And these last six I mentioned, they were rulers. And they were kings. And they were judges. And verse 33 says about them, who through faith, subdued kingdoms and wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed billion in fight, turned the flight to the armies of the aliens, women received their dead, raised to life again by faith. How, how wonderful it is that in this life here we live by faith. We're not going to live by faith when we go to heaven. Something exciting for the Christian now is living by faith. And the fact that we can grow in faith. And by the fact that the same faith that all of these have 
is the same faith that we've come into the family of. The same way we've come to Jesus is the same way they came to Messiah and we received eternal life by faith and we can live by the same faith they do. Now, they did different things in that day and time. God used them and did different things, but He has a lot to do right now and He does it by the same power through faith. We are very usable by God, every single one of us, by faith. And you know, we don't have to be perfect to go down as great in faith. We look at a lot of these, and they weren't perfect. I mean, Moses didn't go into the promised land. He failed to teach the children of Israel to glorify God, and he did not go into the promised land with the children of Israel. He didn't take them across Jordan, but he's a hero of the faith. Abraham gave in to his wife's faithless plan, yet he rebounded, he recovered, and he's a hero of the faith. Sarah laughed at God's plan, but God's still working. He's not giving up on his people, and he's working on her, and he worked on her, and brought her around to his plan. She's a hero of the faith. Gideon, Gideon, after that amazing victory that the sword of the Lord and Gideon had. After that, he took and made a golden ephod, and it made all of Israel worship in, in false worship and idolatry. When Gideon died, Israel got even worse in their false worship. I say all that not to say that any of that was okay. It wasn't okay that Samson did the opposite with the Philistines when he was supposed to defeat them, that he went all along and he ended up suffering for it. It wasn't okay that he did the opposite, but he did take them out in the end. There's no promotion of sin here. We all know David's story and, and his failure, and none of that is okay. None of that is acceptable to God, and we need to be very sensitive to the lives we live. But we're not going to live a perfect life. So, so just in sharing this thought here that these heroes of the faith weren't perfect, remember that the backslidden can stop, can stop sliding and they can serve God by faith. Can we remember that? There's a way back into the will of God when the child of God has wandered off away from the will of God and God still will use that child. He will use that child and just bring them on back. If we have seasons of not living by faith, we can start living by faith again. We can, we can come back to the Lord and be used of God in great and mighty ways. So let us know that. Let us be encouraged as we consider this, that there might be another ledger in heaven where God is making a list of those great in faith. And we all can do that. Living by faith, it's, it's powerful. It's powerful. It's the power of God doing through us what we cannot do ourselves. Someone said that faith sees the invisible, hears the inaudible, touches the intangible, and produces the impossible. Faith changes things. And... And I've heard a lot of these things before, and you've heard a lot of these things that we've started sharing tonight. But I want to get into the end of this chapter 
starting in verse 35. And, and I love, I love these mountaintop talks of faith. I love where God takes us by faith and puts us on the mountain. But is that the only reason why we're going to have faith? Because, you know, there's faith in the valley. We, we can have faith in the valley. Faith changes things and we're up on the mountain. But, but let us share for just a minute that sometimes faith doesn't change things. And we're in the valley. But how important is faith? Either way. Either way. Faith doesn't change things sometimes. Look, let's just be real. We're not going to end on a low note. We're not going to end on the downside. But, but let's just be real for just a minute because all of us have known precious saints of God maybe who have suffered from lifelong illness family abandonment and no reconciliation ever happens decades of difficulty with a spouse what was I to tell this woman years ago before I ever met any of you all here at this church and and she told me of a rough 35 years that she'd been through she honored God's covenant she hadn't broken it but it was rough. What about death? And so on and so on. The list could go on and on. But how are we supposed to think about these things? And what should our response be when we have searched God fully with all of our heart by faith for long periods of time and nothing, nothing changes? The situation may even become more difficult. Look at verse 35. It says all through this chapter, by faith, by faith, by faith. So right there, right there in verse 35, uh, right there about the middle getting started, let me just say, by faith, others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonment, they were stoned, they were sawn asunder, they were tempted, they were slain with the sword, they wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, Received not the promise, God having provided some better thing for us, that they without, without us should not be made perfect. You know, some of these Old Testament saints, they sought the Lord by faith, and the Lord did a miracle. Others sought the Lord by same, the same record and the same quality of faith, but they were martyrs. I mean, that's the way it was for some. Some were empowered to overcome. Others were imprisoned in the most horrendous dungeons, shackled hand to foot for years. 
In recent years, I've heard a good handful of stories. I'm talking about modern times. I'm talking about it within the past year and in the last couple of years before this. I've heard several stories about missionaries put in a place where they said, renounce Christ or, or we're going to kill you. And one missionary, the church I was used to be a part of, we supported a man. And the testimony came back that he said, I'll never do that. And I want you to receive Jesus. And, and they killed him. And he has crowns in heaven. All right. He, he went to heaven. All right. Sometimes, you know, we, we think of a blessed loved one we've, we, we've had here in the church. And, and you know, we've, we're very close to him. And we've loved him and had good fellowship with him. And then, you know, they've had a full life. They were satisfied and ready for the Lord to take them home. And sometimes we act like we want to pray them back down here to this wicked, cruel, sinful earth rather than being in the presence of Jesus where they are. Man, it's just... I've, I've, known, I've known of those with long-term illnesses before. I've known of... I know of someone that's that set out to serve the Lord, that the Lord might heal them. And, and, I went to, and I went and saw them after a couple of years, and they said, no, well, I'm not in church, and I'm not serving anymore. For four years I went to church every service, and I, and I participated in VBS, and I went to camp and did everything for four years, and God didn't heal me, so I just, so I just quit. Unfortunately, that's, that's true testimony, putting God on, on a time limit. You know, everybody's going to be healed ultimately. You know, it's a matter of time. But they put God on this time limit. And then I think of others. Someone else comes to my mind just in pain making the commute to the house of God to walk in and out of the sanctuary of God and constantly suffer. And I was around pretty close when they passed away. And it was a painful, suffering death of a righteous saint. And we think about that, and, and it's hard to deal with. But let me just interject this, though. Never let anyone tell you that you didn't have enough faith. If you have enough faith to take your situation to Jesus Christ, that's all you need. Faith is a grain of mustard seed. I'm so glad that it sounded very wrong to me the first time somebody told me for something I experienced, you should have had more faith. Well, if you would have had more faith. That, that not only made me mad for a minute, I didn't, it didn't fit. It just, wasn't, it just wasn't right. And we see that right here. See, so there, there's a danger with only going to the mountaintop faith experiences here and not going to the valley in faith, okay? Because you see in verse 2 that the list that was just given that you and I went over, they had a good report through faith. And then we get down here to the valley experience by faith. And guess what? They also had a good report through faith. They didn't... I'm not against more faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. I think it's great to grow in faith. I, I think when we read the, God, the Word of God and study the Word of God, we can grow in faith. And, I, and I'm all for that. But don't tell me or don't let anybody tell you that you didn't have enough faith if you took it to Jesus. If you took it to Jesus, that's enough.
There's very different outcomes, obviously, for the children of God who live by faith. But there's that similarity that both we see here had a good report. Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Moses, and, and all the rest that you see named had a good report. And then those who were not named had a good report. I'm just kind of fishing here, but why, why aren't they named? Is their situation less important because it's on the, the valley side of faith? I, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. It just may be that, that God didn't want our mind on, on a character or a person. But this amazing act of faith. That they, that they were either killed for their faith. They refused deliverance in this life because they weren't going to reject Jesus in front of someone else. But they were going to claim their Messiah even if it meant death and then suffering all their life. Some have suffered constantly and they had a good report through faith. Look, there, we, we all say a little word every now and then. If I ask you how you're feeling, just be honest with me. Tell me, tell me you're feeling bad. You know, and I, and I can pray for you specifically. But, but I, doubt, I doubt these sufferers that had a good report through faith went on continually, habitually complaining about what they were going through. They had a good report through faith. I, I believe there's a focus to be had on, on these acts of faith, not the names. God's got their names. A good report wouldn't have been given if they would have become bitter or quit on God. But living a life, even though there may have been suffering in the life, but embracing their hope and keeping on living by faith and being used by God through their suffering, put them on the A honor roll of the faithful in heaven. Wow. I tell you what, that's some heroes right there. You think of a life of suffering. And they had a good report. Never thought about that in this way before. But, but, but I just used, I've always used this just to, I glossed it and to disprove those who said you need to have enough faith. I, I don't think anybody's ever said that to me since. I think I started getting a look on my face when I see it building up. from Because there's, there's denominations out there that, man, that, that's one of their cornerstones. If you have enough faith. Jesus said, just the smallest thing that came to Jesus' mind by way of object is what he said, you needed to move mountains. Man, they were, they were like Job. They neither sinned nor charged God foolishly. They knew their Redeemer lived. They were like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, except they burned up in that fiery furnace. Do we, do we believe that that's the first time 
that Nebuchadnezzar was using that furnace for Christians? I mean, we don't know, but I doubt it. And I believe maybe it, that it may have happened. And some just burned up. And just as the Lord was with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and brought them out, the Lord was in it with those who burned up, if there were some. He was, he was with them. And he took them on to glory. He had a, look, what, look what happened in Nebuchadnezzar's life. Whenever God delivered them. He didn't deliver them because it was warranted by their good deeds and, and the righteousness of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It was for God's glory that he would be glorified. That's why he does things. We're not going to earn it or merit it. Well, when I, when I saw that precious saint suffering in the hospital right before she died, I walked away. I already knew it, but I walked away just more confirmed that I'm not meriting anything with God. And I also know we're not lacking faith. Faith is for things changing. And faith is for when things don't change. It'll keep you. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that, that's where their heart and mind was on it. They, they said, our God will deliver us out of your hand, O king. Then they said, but if not we're still not going to bow down and worship your false god. So they were not assured they were going to be delivered from the fire. But they would rather go in the fire and go to heaven and have a good report through faith than get themselves a deliverance to stay here for a while and get that, get that blemish on their faith record. It was more important. It was more important to them. Faith is for things changing and it's for when things don't change and both receive a good report from God. And, and some quickly go to God. And that's that better thing for us, you see there in verse 40. Paul said it's far better to be... He was in a straight betwixt two. Having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. I know, I know we want to stay here a while and, and live by faith and, and raise some kids and, and see some grandkids grow and, and, and glorify God and serve in His church. It's great to do that. I, I know that. But, but we need to focus on, on both sides of having faith. Both pay off. We have the title deed to heaven by faith. So, so no matter what, can we live confidently and assuredly by our faith? No, no matter. No matter what. That, that, that sums up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Somebody wrote a song, and it was titled, No Matter What. So no matter what, we have faith, and we're assured by faith. Let us live as confident children of God by faith. We don't know what the next minute has in store. But we know we're, we're on the right road by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Whether things change or whether things don't change, we're on the right road by faith. It's kind of like this lady who, she had her some roses. And she's walking, she's walking by with some roses. 
And, man, they're wilted. They're laying over. They've seen their better days. They were good for nothing but the trash. My wife would have thrown them away two days before they started going bad. You don't ever buy me flowers. I buy her flowers, and it's like she's watching, watching for the first little, little, little ugly mark on them so she can throw them away. Did they draw gnats or something? I don't know. Something negative must happen as they're wilting. But this lady didn't throw hers away. She's not, she's not better than you. I don't even know who gave them to her. But she didn't throw hers away, and she held them, and she kind of crumpled them. Somebody said, why don't you throw those away? And she said, she said, oh, no, you're looking on, on the outside here at what's going on. But there's still a sweet fragrance inside, and I'm going to dry them, and I'm going to use them for potpourri because they're still there. No, no, matter, no matter what's going on outside with them, there is something sweet inside. And, and, and look, there is a sweetness to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. With, with no condi- without trying to tie conditions to our faith in Christ, no, no matter what, no matter what. Look, faith changes things. Hallelujah. What, what about when it doesn't? It's still faith, and it's still worthy of a great reward. We're going to pray and let you all sing it out and teenagers we will go to the gym right now we got about 40 minutes um brother ray would you close us in prayer tonight sir